Praise God. All right. Uh, but I do want to say uh, I, I really enjoy this, and I really enjoy people who I love coming to Midday Manor. Again, I don't, you know, it's it's the lunchtime hour. It's a very, very, very challenging part of the day because people people want to eat. They want they want their food. So this is a very challenging hour for us. But those of you that tune in consistently, it really means a lot to me. Praise the Lord, my pastor. Sister Moody, God bless you. Thank you for your kind words today. God bless you as well. But uh, praise God. There's no plans on uh, Midday Manor going anywhere right now. But we certainly would like to see our ratings get an increase. We'd like to see more individuals on uh, Facebook and, and wherever else. Uh, we're very excited about the principles and promises. And that's highly rated. This is not so much, but it's got a good following. Those of you that are here consistently, God bless you. But what I, what I did want to mention, hallelujah. So we're here 8 to 9, Monday through Friday. We are here uh, 1130 to 1230, Monday through Friday. But starting next month, and, and I am... You're going to be amazed. We are going to be having a new show, a new format. And um, some of you might be familiar with Pastor's Perspective. We've taken it off. We've remolded it, if you will. And we're going to be reintroducing it um, on... It's going to be a different format. And some of the names you will know... We've been in production with Pastor's Perspective. And, uh, I, oh, 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 man, I am excited about Pastor's Perspective. And I know you're going to enjoy the new and improved Pastor's Perspective. We're going to hit the first episode um, in March. It, it will continue to be on Thursdays as the previous rendition, rendition was, Thursdays at 1 o'clock, but then there's going to be a rebroadcast later on that evening. I'm telling you what, you're going to be, you're going to be pleasantly surprised at the new edition of Pastor's Perspective, and uh, I can't wait for the month of March for it to come out. You, are, you guys are going to be amazed, and I hope you're going to enjoy it. I think it's, we've done three episodes already, and um, we've got another one tomorrow. We're getting them all ready for the month of March, and uh, man, I'm really, really excited. I'm excited about everything that we're doing on New England Christian Television Network, but I promise you, the reinvention of Pastor's Perspective will be a huge blessing to many of you. I cannot wait for when it comes out. My Lord, I'm excited about it. By the way, let me just also state, um, just so you that know, go to Spotify. Those of you that do podcasts, go to Spotify, go to Apple Podcasts, you can, you can have this 
Bible study as a part of a daily podcast. Uh, go to Spotify or wherever it is you get your podcast, and then search for the principles and promises of God. The principles and promises of God. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, Google Play. Uh, go to these and and search for the principles and the promises of God in this podcast. Now we take. Principles and uh, Promises of God, the Daily Devotional, and the Daily Midday Manna. And we we, we put those on the podcast. And so if there's ever a time you can't make it live to Midday Manna, you can always go and hear the podcast later on in the afternoon. So when you have some time today, go to Spotify or again, it's on all the major podcasts, um, and search for the principles and the promises of God. Uh, we've got a number of podcasts up there. Actually, I've got a meeting right when we're done here. Um, going to put some more stuff on our various podcasts. So we're excited about the podcast ministry, and uh, we ask that you sign up. I think it will be a blessing to uh, all of us. Praise God. Uh, I want to say a quick uh, praise the Lord to all of you that uh, through the last year or so have tuned in to our various ministries here on NECTN. Um, let me just say, I am your online pastor. I'm your online pastor. Some of you have sent me emails saying that, and I just say, praise the Lord. Um, Again, if we can help you in whichever way, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. My email address, you see one on the screen there in front of you now, smac at NECTN.com, smac at NECTN.com. Please reach out to me if there's any way we can properly minister to you and uh, or, or assist you in any way. My other email is pobpastor at gmail.com, pobpastor at gmail.com. I'm your online pastor. My name is Pastor Stephen Mack, and uh, we want to help you through everything that's going on. It's great to see Brother Daniel Medna all the way from France today. God bless you. That's the power of NECTN, reaching around the world, reaching around the world uh, for ministry for Jesus Christ. Brother Daniel Medna, God bless you, sir. Hope you and your family are doing well. Praise God. Let me just take a quick moment to invite you to our in-person services. Yes, we are having in-person services. You can be with us in person. Amen. We have never really shut down the church. We never closed the doors. There was just something that troubled my spirit about that. Now, I'm not casting shade on anybody else. I'm speaking for me. you got to let me be me. And I don't, I praise God, I don't apologize for being me. 
I, I never, ever, ever, ever try to be like anybody else. Sometimes, you know, I can ruffle the wrong feathers. And if that's the case, forgive me. I ask for your humble forgiveness. But I, I have the Holy Ghost. I've got a relationship with God. And my relationship with God is greater than my relationship with Governor Baker. Hallelujah. And uh, God said, hey, dude, stay open. And so we've been obedient to God. Now, if I'm going to stay open, we've got to make doubly clear that the building is clean. We don't want any issues. And uh, praise God. We thank God for what he has kept us from. Hallelujah. And uh, we've been victorious. And I thank God for that. But you can be with us in person. You can be comfortable in person. We've spent thousands of dollars. I say it every day because I want you to understand the urgency in which I believe. I believe that we have an opportunity to minister to many hurting folks. And so we've spent thousands of dollars on a monthly basis keeping our facility clean and sanitized. Oh, yes. We could have closed everything down and saved a ton of money. But that's not the way we roll. Praise God. We are not reactive. We are attempting to be proactive. Jump ahead of it. And uh, thank God we've been very, very, very successful. Others are whining and complaining. We're winning and overcoming. Hallelujah to the Lord God. And I, oh, merciful God. We are winning. We are way ahead. Uh, we baptized three individuals, a uh, combination of our campuses last week. We baptized five, six, seven in the last month or so. You know what? I thank God. He knows what's best for us. Hallelujah. So we've been having a grand time on Sunday morning. Folks coming from all over to experience the ministry of the Pentecostals of Boston invested thousands of dollars on the, the upkeep, the cleanliness, the sanitizing. We've invested in air quality machines, medical grade qualities. Again, these machines have run us into thousands of dollars. And uh, praise God. And uh, so you can be quite comfortable coming and being with us. We do social distance and we do wear the mask. Praise God. So we're inviting you to be with us at 11 a.m. this coming Sunday morning. We've got a great lineup of preachers coming at you. Also, let me just quickly, um, sorry, mention to you, <coughs> sorry, man, we've been doing so much talking here recently. Um, online services, uh, we've invested thousands of dollars. I mentioned it to the church last weekend, multiple thousands of dollars, and uh, you're going to see the, um, the quality of our online presentation increase. Hallelujah. We've got computers. We've got brand new cameras. We're running special lighting, and all of these things are going to fall into place, and uh, my God, I can't wait. You think our online experience is great now? Wait till we get all these things online. Hallelujah. I've got a contractor coming in in a little bit. 
and uh, to to do some re re want running some uh, wires for us. God is doing a great work. Also, our Brockton campus, great. They had one individual come in and get baptized last weekend. We baptized them in Jesus' name, and we shout the glory today for what's happening in Brockton. They had an outreach a couple of weeks ago, and one of the members, one of the individuals that came in during the outreach came into the service last Sunday, and they immediately, they wanted to get baptized, and so we baptized them. Uh, there's revival at P.O.B., hallelujah, and uh, I don't apologize for it. God is doing a great work, and I think it is time for revival. Put all that other silliness away. Put all the politics, the racial strife, you can focus if you want to do that, but these are just signs that Jesus is coming soon. I'd rather be about my father's business than uh, uh, this, this whole racial strife. You do what you want, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I think the greatest need right now is not racial equality. I think what's the greatest need right now is individual salvation. Praise God. And that's where my mindset is. If that's not where yours is, God bless you. You do your thing. But I'm going to do mine, and that's, that's to bring men and women to Jesus Christ in this hour. Because just as the days of Noah were, so it shall be in the coming of the Son of Man. Praise God. We are at that point in time. Jesus is about to close the door to the ark. Hallelujah. Praise God, we must be concerned about souls in this hour. That is our priority. Bless the name of the Lord God. Hallelujah. Having revival, having revival in Brockton. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can also join that service in person every Sunday morning at 11. Uh, again, thousands of dollars in cleaning of that uh, of that building and sanitizing from top to bottom, sanitizing the building, thousands of dollars in machine we've brought in to keep the air clean, to pull out any virus in the air. We, I think we've done a great job. Hallelujah! And as a result, there've been a great multitude of people blessed of God. Brother Daniel Menna, thank you for the, the positive reports. Praise the name of the Lord God. God is doing a great work, and we love and miss you, Brother Medna. Hallelujah. Sister Tracy, God bless you and welcome to you. And as I stated, please be a part of the principles and the promises of God, the daily devotional, uh, great stuff. And uh, again, get the podcast. Get the podcast. Right when we're done, go to Spotify and download the principles and the promises of God. Hallelujah. Even if you miss it, you'll have access to it 24-7 because of the podcast. Praise the name of the Lord God. Hallelujah. By the way, one last thing to our men. All the men that are watching. This coming Saturday. Hallelujah. We are having our annual, not our annual, our monthly men's meeting. I would love for all of our men 
to be a part of our monthly men's gathering. Now we're gathering online, but we're gathering nonetheless. We call it Real Men. Real Men. R-E-A-L. Real Men. R stands for relationships. E stands for equipping. A stands for attitude. And L stands for leadership. Real men. Praise God. We are having or doing a Zoom meeting for our real men. If you would like to attend our virtual men's fellowship, email me at pobpastor at gmail.com and I can send you a link to real men. You come along, bring other men that you may know. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's a great time talking about skills that will develop real men. Praise God. I just wanted to send that note out today and encourage all of our men to be a part of that. Well, we've been focusing our attention. So many different lessons coming out uh, of the children of Israel entering into the promised land or the land of promise. Oh, it's getting a little warm in here. I'm so excited. Uh, we have 50 degree weather. Glory. Hallelujah. Uh, today in the city of Boston, and we are certainly rejoicing. <laughs> I've got the sun coming in. It's warming up the room a little bit, but praise God. Uh, there are so many things that we've covered the last few days as far as um, the, the children of Israel going into, uh, uh, going into the promised land. Praise the name of the Lord God. And um, so many different aspects to think about, so many different signs and shadows that we have seen and we have observed uh, as the children of Israel are entering into the land of promise. Praise God. Uh, we understand how there was a transition from Moses to Joshua. God says to Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Joshua and the children of Israel walked through the river Jordan, just uh, very symbolic as they left Egypt. Praise the name of the Lord God. They walked through, and then they have the battle of Jericho. They are successful at Jericho. The next battle at, of Ai, they are defeated. But ultimately, the sin in the camp is destroyed. Praise the name of the Lord God, and they continue to move forward. They spend the next seven years, the next seven years, conquering the land of promise. Sometimes, as you and I are about to uh, enter in, my God, get this today, God has a blessing with our name on it. Praise God. But do you understand that even though that gift might have our name on it, we are going to obtain it by a work of faith. Sometimes getting our promised land requires of us to do some work. Praise the name of the Lord. I heard one preacher said that God feeds the birds of the air. 
Hallelujah. How many of you give me a thumbs up for that? God feeds the birds of the air, but he doesn't put the worms in the nest. Hallelujah. Sometimes we've got to do what we've got to do, as Deacon Holder says all the time. Bless the name of the Lord God. God has a blessing with your name on it, but don't expect Him to throw it in your nest. Hallelujah. We exhibit our faith by by doing what God wants us to do. The children of Israel, the promised land was theirs. But they had to go and subdue the land. They had to go and fight for the land. Now, if they were, if my people, who are called by my name, hallelujah, humble themselves, seek my face, and pray, I will heal the land. God has given us a promised land, but you and I, yes, Brother Medna, my name is written in my on my blessings. Go get it. Hallelujah. Have enough faith. Joshua and Caleb, praise God. Ultimately, Caleb came to Joshua and said to Joshua, Hey, listen, God promised me a mountain. Tyrone Tillman, my old high school buddy, just jumped on. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Tyrone. It's great to see you this morning. Thank you for taking a moment and jumping on. Tyrone, Tyrone Tillman, amen. We go all the way back to high school, which was more than, I'll say, 15 years ago. A lot longer than that, huh? Sister Dawn Gillespie, God bless you as well. Amen. Let me get back. Let me tell you that God has a blessing with your name on it, but praise God. He feeds the birds of the air, but he doesn't toss the worms in the nest. You and I have got to be aggressive enough and faithful enough just to get up and get out and get our blessings. Hallelujah. We know there's that cliche that I'm waiting for my ship to come in. That's a cliche that's been around for a long time. And there's been a lot of people waiting for their ship to come in. Let me tell somebody today, don't wait for it to come in. You make up in your mind to swim out and go get it. Hallelujah. We're waiting for all this abundance and we're sitting on our rear ends. God has a promise, just as he had a land of promise for the nation of Israel. But they spent the first seven years after Jericho subduing the land. Hallelujah. They had work to do. So we're looking at the transition, the death of Moses. We have Joshua leading the way into the promised land. We have them crossing the Jordan, and then we have them conquering Canaan. You and I, praise God, we have to have a mindset that this is mine, and I'm going to go get it. Yesterday, we talked about, once they came out of uh, Egyptian bondage, wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, entering into the promised land, um, God established or re they God had them reestablish the things that they let go in Egypt. They came into Egypt with a form of worship. But then the slave mentality took over. 
and they begin to desire the sustenance that Egypt provided for them. Brother Antoine, God bless you, sir. God bless you, Antoine Leslie. They stop thinking for themselves and begin to lean toward their masters for sustenance. They came out of Egypt, but they continue to think like they were in Egypt. Children of God today, God has delivered us from the bondage of sin. Somebody said, praise the Lord. Thumbs up. God has delivered us from the bondage of sin. Let's stop thinking like servants to sin. Let's get our mind out of where it was in Egypt. He set us free. Not only did he set us free physically, but he set us free mentally as well. And so they reestablished some of the things that let, they let go of while they were slaves in sin. Hallelujah. And God began to turn it around and around and around. And we must recognize that we are not of that mentality anymore. And so a lot of the things they let go, God was reestablishing. Moses grew old and died. Joshua grew old and died. We saw yesterday, in those days there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And so God instituted judges to lead Israel. Hallelujah. God created these judges to watch over and lead Israel as they are newly in the land of promise. We see that um, God called these judges. And then later on, these judges were replaced by kings. For 200 years after Joshua's death, Israel endured turbulent testings and trials. If you, by the way, if you read the book of Ruth, chapter 1 and verse number 1 of Ruth, I think that's it, Ruth 1.1. 1, 1. Ruth 1.1 1, 1 mentions how judges ruled over Israel. And that they did. For 200 years, after the death of jo Joshua, there were rulers in the land of Israel called judges. Now, judges were appointed uh, to defend the people of God. They were religious leaders. They were warrior leaders. Um, as Israel was struggling for survival, you know, the leadership was gone. So Israel was struggling for leadership. And these judges ruled in positions of 
um, leadership. Frequently, the, the judges influence both the government, as I mentioned, and uh, the religious life of the nation of Israel. Again, for two, over 200 years. Uh, there, some of the judges, let's take a look back, some of the judges had very influential uh, 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 ministries. Others, we barely know anything about them but their name. Amen. But um, there's five of these on this list. No particular spiritual advantage uh, was granted them. Uh, from the human viewpoint, uh, these judges saved uh, Israel from constant threats. Um, by the when we talked about this yesterday, these judges saved Israel countless uh, times from threats from the Moabites, uh, the Midianites, uh, the Ammonites, and even the Philistines. Um, we talked about Ehud, left-handed Benjamite, who saved um, uh, Israel from the Moabites. And so we look at these judges. And some of them don't even stand out. They were just there. And uh, we look at Gideon. Gideon, the story of Gideon is found in Judges chapter 6 and Judges chapter uh, 7. Judges 6 and 7 speaks to us about the life of Gideon and uh, what it represented and what it meant, excuse me, or what it was. So, 15 judges reigned in Israel. Some at the same time, sometimes uh, other times all by themselves. Uh, they were, they were uh, spread out through the land. Hallelujah. And these are the men, and in the case of Deborah, the woman that reigned over Israel um, during the time of... Um, them after they conquered the land of promise. Amen. So 15 judges reign after Joshua. Okay? And they, they governed the religious and the kingdom. The religious aspect and the government of the kingdom of Israel. And some of them stand out some of them don't. We look at Gideon. We understand, for the most part, many of us understand the, 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 the story of Gideon. He was a man who was... <laughs> he was a coward. He was doing his work in hiding, if you will. He's behind the barn taking care of his work. He was afraid because the, the, the enemy would swoop down during harvest season and take away the things that were set for Israel. And he didn't want his stuff to be snatched. So he's doing all of his, all of his work behind the barn trying to hide. And then this is the scenario where God calls him. Now, he was a coward in hiding. But the voice of God cries out to Gideon and says, Gideon, 
thou mighty man of valor. You know, you mighty man of bravery. And that's how God came to Gideon. God, when he comes, always challenges the status quo. God sees you not where you are now, but God sees where you could be. And that's what he was saying to Gideon. And the story of Gideon, he is one of the most notable judges. Amen. For seven years. How long? Seven years. The Midianite had stolen Israel's crops and inflicted terror upon the people of Israel. God called Gideon from his place of hiding. He says to Gideon, you are a mighty man of valor. At Gideon's call, Gideon responded. He tried to debate with God at first. He tried to say, God, literally, you've got the wrong address, Lord. And then God had to convince him, no, man, you're the one I'm calling. Finally, God convinced Gideon that he, in, he definitely was a mighty man of valor. God sees those hidden things in us to let us know, praise God. Gideon, thy mighty man of God, you got the wrong person. But then finally God convinced Gideon that he is the man. Gideon, at that point in time, after receiving his call, Gideon gave a call for volunteers. And there were 30 2,000 men that responded to Gideon's call for help. 32,000. By the way, there were hundreds of thousands that were going to be amongst the Midianites. So you're talking about 32,000 amongst hundreds of thousands. At the start, Gideon and his 32,000 were greatly outnumbered. Gideon called, 32,000 men responded. And when this was all said and done, God's God said, already outnumbered, 100,000, 32,000. God said, hey, guess what? 32,000 is too much. Gideon was blown away. He was already outnumbered three to one. For every three Midianites, there was one Israelite. Already outnumbered three to one. And then God says, you know what? Too many. Gideon thought about it. And then Gideon said, all right, there's 32,000 of us. Um, if you are afraid, go home. 
Boy, I don't know if he ought to have done that. He had 32,000. He said, if there's anybody here, God says this to many of us. Anybody here, if you're afraid, go home. Guess how many went home? 22,000 went home. Already outnumbered three to one. And then 22,000 go home. Leaves him with 10,000. He's now outnumbered 10 to 1. Amen. Outnumbered. Only 10,000. And you know what God says? Still too many. So they're marching toward the battle. God said, hey, Gideon, too many. And I don't know, Gideon was already a coward. Maybe his cowardness returned. But he instructed his 10,000, hey, let's hold up here for the night. Go get, a, go get some water. And there were some that took the water up in their hands and drank it like this. They just drank from the palm of their hands. And there were others that got down on four uh, on their hands and knees and began to drink the cool water like they were dogs. And God said, send those that are home that are drinking like dogs. And he went from 32,000 to 10,000. And now at this last testing, he sent some more home. And he was left with 300 men. Not 3,000. 300 men. He started off with 32,000. 32,000. He now has only 300 men left to fight an army of, of over 100,000. Amen. Praise God. And so he carries on with his 300. And each man, they weren't so concerned about a sword and a shield and a spear. 